Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampman. And my guest today is the owner of Coffee by Key, Miss Kanisha Thompson. Thank you for joining me. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, first of all, I, I've actually found you on social media through another friend. Um, I became intrigued because um, you have your own coffee business. And that was what actually initially attracted me to you. Mm-hmm. Track me to your page. I'm sorry, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, what was um? I actually heard you on a podcast with the with with the um the, my friend, and you all were discussing um women who give up their give up their kids to the father for um for custody. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know um how did you uh decide to come to that decision? How did you arrive at that decision? Well, that that decision was made for me because um, when I was younger, I grew grew up in Pensacola, Florida. So there weren't a lot of opportunities. There was not a lot of um, positive growth there at the time. And so I want, I, went to college and didn't have the discipline to go to college. So if I was late, I wasn't going and I was always late. So um, I wanted to go into the military. And in order to go into the Navy, I had to assign temporary custody. And um, so that decision was already made for me. And I was going to give temporary custody to my mom, but their dad was like, no, I'm, I'm here. I'm capable. I have a support system. Um, I'll take them. And that's, um, so it was, it was a decision that was at the time made for me, but one that I grew to realize was better for the children. Now, were you surprised when he initially stepped up? Not really. Um, initially, I i mean, he, we were both teen parents, but we were both, um, we were both nurse. We, you know, we were in, in honors classes together and we did not live the life that was um, common in that area. And so I was not surprised at all that he wanted to be responsible uh, for the children. Um, I, 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 I was not surprised. Wow. That's great that he actually stepped up to the plate because, you know, a lot of times, you know, unfortunately we get a rap me as men that we wouldn't do that, but I commend him. I don't know him, but I commend him for actually doing that. Well, I will be sure to tell him that we are the best of friends now. I mean, we uh, our children are grown, and we have uh, gr- a great relationship of mutual respect, and um, we can speak to each other. We talk, uh, compare notes about the children, and um, I'll, I'll be sure to pass that on to him because... I think that after we got grown, 
um, I finally, I, I said to him that he was the epitome of fatherhood because he had become something that he didn't have. And he was actually very appreciative that I had said that. And I'm like, well, I thought you always knew that I valued your raising the kids. And he, um, but I guess it's nice to hear it once in a while. And oh, definitely, he definitely. was very uh, happy and appreciative that I had said that. Yeah, I'm sure. Because like you say, I mean, we all want to hear, you know, compliments. And that's great. Like, you know, it's one thing that you, when you're doing something, but when you're doing something, you know, when you're handling your business, taking care of things, you know, the person that's affected the most by it, you do, do want to hear that they appreciate it. So I also commend mm-hmm. you for making it known to him that mm-hmm. you appreciate everything he did. So you actually mm-hmm. went into the Navy. Um, what was your job? Ooh, I've had several. Initially, when I went into the Navy, I was an electronics technician. And I was uh, supposed to go to school for that. And then they identified that they needed um, more manning in um, the data systems technician um, field. And so they gave me a, a signing bonus to go to that. And then a few years later, they closed down the data systems technician rating and made me become a fire controlman, which, you know, wasn't fire like your house is on fire, somebody come put the fire out. It was fire like launching missiles, shooting guns, and, you know, um, that type of fire. And so I finished as a fire controlman. Wow. Um, did you find that job interesting? No, um, <laughs> because when I left, I didn't. When I left the Navy, my interest was completely not that. And I still have never worked in that field. Um, but at the time, it was, um, you know, we had to do the ASVAB, the and Armed Forces, something after two batteries, something. And um, when I did it, I scored well on it. So they placed me in advanced electronics. And I just did what they told me to do because I, at the time I was so young, just do what they say do. I didn't care what they told me to do. I just did not want to um, fail. I had two children. Um so whatever y'all want me to do, I do. You know. And so it wasn't something that interest wise I would have chosen. How long did you end up serving? Twelve years. And wow. <laughs> I I was there for twelve years. Um and after that I I had obtained and I'm thankful for it. It's the best decision that I made for myself because um I I get um as a matter of fact I still get get benefits as I've been in the um the job market. I've 
been benefited by the fact that I was in the Navy and there were certain skills that I learned um, while I was in the Navy that I never would have gotten had I not gone in. So, yeah, I was there for 12 and then they start, I, my husband is still active duty. So we had two children and around that 12 year mark, they started, um, blending services and requiring you to go different places and they wanted to send me to sea duty and send him to Bahrain and um that would have meant that our our children would have had to go live with grandparents or someone else and I just decided you know what they need stability they deserve stability so I I left let him have because he loved the Navy. I mean, at this point now, he's been in for 26 years. And so um, I just figured, you know what, let him have it. Wow. You know, it's funny that, you know, the reason that you got out, and it's, it's, it's actually ironic because it was family. It was a decision to let your, you know, let your, the kid's father take the family and then... <laughs> Years later, you decided that no, this time you actually want to make the mm-hmm. sacrifice and keep the. Well, I never <laughs> made that connection. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how God works. <laughs> mm-hmm. So how um how did you know it's because I used to be in the military, but I wasn't in that long. I don't want to talk about my story with that, but <laughs> how did how did how did you manage to do that many years? Because you said you didn't really you said you didn't really like the job. So how did you do how did you manage to do so many years? The um I did not like the actual um well, well I, I it wasn't that I disliked it. It just wouldn't have been like electronics would not have been my first choice. And I think that I was able to do so many years because of the people, because of the culture. I learned so much. Um, I learned, because remember I said I was from a really small town. And so, you know, Pensacola is, um, when I say small town, it's somewhat small in number, but it's also small in opportunity and mindset. And so there were things that I learned and saw that I never would have been exposed to had I never left in Coast, Florida. So the concept of owning a home, I never would have um, known that had I stayed in the situation that I was in. And so I learned so much. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, um, I, I think I fell, fell victim. I won't say victim, but I became accustomed to the first and the 15th. You get paid. Um, <laughs> I became accustomed to the, um, the benefits. I became accustomed to, you know what, if I don't have anything to eat, I can go to the shop. Um, so I became accustomed to that lifestyle. 
So it's more basically like a stability thing. Oh, absolutely. Even now, um, in my 40s, I value stability above a lot of things um, when making choices, especially like for jobs. Um, stability is my most important thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that happens with pretty much all of us as we get older because I'm I'm 39 now and there's things that I think about now that I didn't think about when I was younger, like just my career and where I'm headed. But it's kind of it's kind of difficult because on one hand, I do love the stability, but on the mm-hmm. other hand, there's, there's a part of me that would like to take more chances and like do more things that that it would that it wouldn't be necessary it wouldn't necessarily provide stability for me but it would be mm-hmm. challenging and rewarding so i'm just trying to balance yeah. it out so yeah and that has to be hard and i am blessed that i have um my husband because ultimately as the you know we we have old fashioned views Ultimately, as the head of the household, he has to fight that fight. You know, um, if if lights are not on, we looking at him. You know, so that's his responsibility. So I have the ability to, um, you know, I, I can value the stability in my employment and in my side job. But I can also do the creativity, which is where Coffee by Key came from, because I have some of the most random interests ever. And um, so I can I can explore that because no one is depending on me. I mean, my children have grown. No one is dependent on me to eat. No one is dependent on me to keep the lights on. So... Um, I I have that flexibility, so I know that that has to be a difficult place. If if you know to be, if somebody were, if I were responsible for a household, but I have this burning creativity inside me, and you know, I can imagine that that's difficult. Yeah. So you you touched on coffee by cake, and that was going to be. Was, I'm, I'm glad you segued to that. Um, how did you come up with the idea to start it? So I started roasting coffee, believe <laughs> Like I said, my interests are so random. I wanted to have a beehive in my backyard. And I went to the beehive school to learn how to handle bees and to be a beekeeper. And my husband, in 23 years, I think that might be the first thing he ever said no about. And he was not willing to let me practice that in the backyard. So after I um, couldn't do that, I had to find another hobby. And I, why did I? Oh, I know what I did. I came across, because I would drink coffee. Now, I did not drink coffee at all when I was active duty. But, um... When I was in school, I started drinking coffee, and I started doing more research on it, and I found out that coffee was, the birthplace of coffee was Ethiopia. Well, our 
existing narrative does not reflect people of color. Um, typically, when you think about um, coffee and you think about coffee houses, you know, we're not necessarily represented in all parts of the chain, if you will. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll learn how to roast coffee. And I learned how to roast coffee, and I enjoyed the feedback that I would get from people regarding drinking the coffee. And um, I never got any bad feedback about it. Um, Some people wanted it to be stronger, but I did not take that as an insult because that's not what... um, Specialty coffee is designed to be. It's not designed to be motor oil, you know, or that kind of stuff we would have on the ship. It's not designed to be that. It's designed to bring out subtle flavors and things of that nature. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I will open a roastery because I don't see myself represented in that. And it just grew from there. Wow, it's, that's an interesting story. Um, because it's, it's funny, like when you when you mentioned that, like, um, I you know us being in America, when we think of coffee, first thing we think of is Starbucks. But exactly. <laughs> but now you've done more research than me. But from everything I've always heard, the best beans come from Colombia. Mm-hmm. But again, you've done more research. Now, Colombians, you know, they have melanin in their skin. They tend to look like us. So, oh yeah, they on the diaspora too. So, <laughs> so I kind of, you know, I kind of, I'm not a coffee drinker. Um, mm-hmm. Because the reason I don't now it, put it like this, I'll say this: I would love to try yours because mm-hmm. I read the flavors; like there were different flavors to it. Um, you 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 found some great um, beans that you use, but the mm-hmm. reason, the main reason I don't drink coffee is because I've seen how people react when they don't have coffee. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the main reasons that I I don't because it's like I don't want to necessarily depend on it. Like, addicted, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and and I've seen that too many times being around people. You know, because I every every job I've had, I've had to get up early in the morning. So the first thing I see people say is, "Oh, I can't. I got to get my cup of coffee. I got to. I can't function without my cup of coffee." And I'm like, "Damn! Mm-hmm. Like, is this really serious?" But I've um, I've seen people, and, and one of my coworkers now, he cannot function without like at eight o'clock if he hasn't had his coffee. Like I even tell him, man, you know, go get a cup of coffee because you <laughs> you seem like you about to break down right now. Mm-hmm. We we need you to <laughs> we need you to pull it together. But you also had right. teas too, correct? Yes, I have both. And the funny part about it, and I'm not gonna nerd out on you too bad, but the funny part about it is that um, you know all we have we all have these green coffee beans, right? The longer you roast it, which means the darker the color, um, the less caffeine in the bean. 
So the people, they're like, oh, I got to have this exceptionally black coffee. And, you know, I, I, I need it to be human. Um, I have not found that because the darker the bean, the less caffeine in it. So I think that what people get addicted to is the ritual. Um, I haven't tested that theory, but I, I know that, for example, I believe it. I don't drink coffee all day. Um, every day. Um, I drank some, a few sips yesterday, but I didn't get a chance to finish it. Um, I didn't drink any today. And, you know, I, um, I always say I don't drink coffee because it makes me human. I drink it because I like it. But I also have, you're right, I do have teas because um, I found the same thing. So that Roy, but that red bush, um, is native to South Africa and that tea has a nutty, um, component to it, a little bit sweet. And I like blending different teas. Um, I, I just do, I think that that started probably when I found out the uh when I began to study tea and I found out that most of what's in these bags that we order or that we get from the grocery store is stuff they swept up off the floor when they were processing tea. And I'm a little too bougie and I didn't like that. I did not like the that concept of what was in the bag teas. And sure enough I opened up a bag and it reminded me of um, snuff. <laughs> it, oh, it, it was it was not indicative of what a leaf would look like. It was just little shavings that got off the floor, and I didn't like that. So I started blending my own ingredients, and um, so I have teas, and I am still somewhat new. Uh, my business is in just entering its second year, and I have not determined where or what I'm going to do. I think um, because the the temperatures with roasting coffee can be so high, and I have MS, multiple sclerosis, and um, heat actually is not my friend and I live in Florida. So roasting coffee beans during the summer is not really favorable. Um but I can blend teas. So I haven't really decided um what role the teas will play. But yeah, after I I think I found something on YouTube about where teas come from and I thought I was doing a a great thing, um, but no, nah, it was it was the leftovers. I was like, no, not well, not working for me. Well, I'll say this: congratulations on making it two years because you know that's that's an amazing that's an amazing accomplishment to make it two years because some businesses fail within two to three months. So, 
I commend you for making it through. Uh, th- well, two thank years. you. I wanted to thank close you. out. Oh, definitely. I wanted to close out with this um, final question because you know a lot of times people, you know, when they drink coffee, they they, they may be sitting at a diner or something and having a conversation. So if you could have a discussion over a cup of coffee with anyone, who would it be and why? Mm. My maternal grandmother, and um, she passed away when I was, well, I think I was 10. She passed away very young. She may have been in her 50s. And so I would um, want to know more about her life. I would want to know more about, you know, our family's history. Um, I would want to know what she would think of the the decisions that have been made. Because although I grew up in Pensacola, which was the home of naval aviation, I was the first sailor um, in the family. So I would want to... I think with her dying young, um, there was so much that um, I did not get to know. Or, I mean, I was 10 years old, so I wouldn't have asked those questions. So now that I'm an adult, I would want to know from her. Well, I think she, I think I can pretty much be assured that she definitely would be proud of the woman you became. So. Well, thank you. <laughs> now, do you want to tell the um, listeners how they can follow you? Well, right now, um, I primarily on am on Instagram at Coffee by Key, and that's K E E. My website is currently being revamped, so it's not up for operation yet but i am definitely on instagram i'm available by instagram and um, i answer the messages from there so right now i'm just completely running everything from instagram and i'm hoping to have the site up within maybe a week or two but i really want to make sure it's right so we keep going back and forth with revisions so right now, Instagram would be the best way. Coffee by Key. Okay. Well, again, I want to thank you for taking this time to do this. And also, I want to also, before I forget, I want to thank you for your service to the military. We greatly appreciate it. Well, thank you. I proud, like, you know, my, I, I'm going to bite a comment from my husband. that says, I proudly served. I got so much more than I feel I gave. So thank you for appreciating that. Thank you for this, the the platform, and for reaching out and for wanting to have the challenging conversations because a lot of people don't want to touch that with the Sanford pole, and um, I really appreciate you for being here and for having these discussions. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. I'm honored and touched that you take the time to listen because you know nobody owes me anything. Um, I do the podcast and I hope, you know, people listen and they like what they hear. So to hear that you've actually taken the time to listen and you actually enjoy what you're listening to, I'm truly appreciative. So thank you. Thank you. And again, I want to thank you all for listening. 
to this episode. Um, you can also, if you like it, um, make sure you all like and subscribe to my um, channel. I'm on Apple Tunes now and also on SoundCloud. And you all have a great day. Thank you.